Listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Eddie Bates. Thanks to Concordia University Wisconsin for your support of the Coffee Hour. You can find out more about Concordia University Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live uncommon. Today we have a fun story about a a school. We are on an education theme this week. Wow, back to school time. All about learning. A school in my hometown, actually, at my childhood church, actually. Emanuel Lutheran Church and School in Dearborn, Michigan has an exciting new venture happening with a school for for the deaf. So joining us today is the pastor, is the Reverend Tyler Walworth, pastor of Emanuel Lutheran Church and School in Dearborn, Michigan, and our Savior Lutheran Church of the Deaf and Administrator at St. Martin Lutheran School for the Deaf. Thanks so much for joining us today, Pastor Walworth. Good to be here. So tell us about the congregation of Emmanuel in Dearborn. Well, I'm new here-ish, so I got here and uh, Pastor Beasley was still serving as administrative pastor when I got here and I served as, as an associate for a year. I sort of took the call with that understanding. And so I was, I've been here for a year and then uh, I just became the administrative pastor and Pastor Beasley and I switched places. So now he's the assistant and I'm the administrative, and he can now laugh at me for having all the responsibility. So I know, but uh, the church itself is fantastic. We're in Dearborn, right by Ford World, and it's amazing. I've never heard so much talk about cars and manufacturing. I, I actually live right by the Henry Ford Museum, and then, the, you know, they call it Ford Land, and mm-hmm. I guess that's for a reason. So, um, but of course, everyone else knows, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's still the case. But I, I know that the population of Dearborn is like 50-50 uh, Arabic-speaking versus, you know, those who are English-speaking. But so there, there's a heavy Middle Eastern, you know, population here. So that's a new dynamic for me. And uh, yeah, we're right off the highway. And uh, there, the churches, we got about you know, 100, 150 people. And uh, we have a school. Speaking of languages and culture, there's another language and culture among you as well. You're also pastor of our Savior Lutheran Church of the Deaf and administrator for St. Martin's School for the Deaf. So tell us about the the deaf communi- the, the deaf community in Dearborn and the need for deaf education in that area. Yeah. So I my the, when you said that title, I I I I really have to get a shorter title. That's that's ridiculously long. <laughs> Maybe we should just drop some names. But anyway, so yeah, I, I've been working with the deaf now since I got out of the seminary. My original call was to Mill Neck. They're now no longer working so much with the, the church, but but my original call was to be a missionary, and I was I, I was stationed in Michigan, and I've always had Our Savior Lutheran Church of the Deaf. They are the original church that came from. Lutheran School for the Deaf, which was founded some 80-some years ago. Actually, C.F.W. Walther talked about the Lutheran School for the Deaf. It was, it was a Civil War orphanage. And yeah, and they and they had they just got a guy from Germany who knew some sign language. And so that's how it sort of began, uh, you know, this like education part is they were they were um, moving from an orphanage to like a school. And it was it was cool. It's a, it, the minutes of Walther talks about it. So. But anyhow, that's that's the roots. But our Savior Lutheran uh, Church of the Deaf came from Lutheran School for the Deaf, which now is no longer, now that they, they I, I can't remember the date when they closed, but they're actually right in our backyard off, off Nevada Avenue, right up Southfield Freeway here. But uh, they closed and then they turned into Lutheran Special Education Ministries, which is still a 
recognized service organization of the LCMS. But the church is still there. So the gates of hell shall not prevail. So so the church kept on going and it sort of moved from place to place because they sold the school and chapel. And, uh, and so I became their pastor when I got out of seminary seven years ago. So, so I've served them ever since. And then Dearborn came up because there was, inc- the, they, well, I'll probably get into this more later, but they, they closed a deaf program in the Dearborn area. And so deaf programs work in the public school system like this. You have a group of deaf children and sometimes they're classified as special education. Uh, if that's the case, then they go with all the other special education children, whatever that might be, could be Down syndrome or some other, you know, cl- something else that puts them in that category. And then they're trained in that way. Or it could be that they have an interpreter that goes with them around to all their hearing classes and they interpret all the classes for them. So that's what a deaf program looks like. Sometimes it's all the deaf children are together, but that program closed. And so there was about I think 25 deaf children that were part of that program in the Dearborn area. And when it closed, the parents came and said, hey, can you help us out? And so we're like, yeah. So we, we I talked to Emmanuel, and, and this is before I was pastor here, funny enough. And so the so, they, so Emmanuel, of course, said, yes, we love it. You can use this classroom. They were just so generous. And uh, so we started it that summertime. We said, okay, everyone come, and we can start the school. And no one showed up. So, so since that time, we've sort of been, you know, restructured. But that's how it started. That's how I sort of started. What was that relationship like between the the deaf community that that you were working with and the church community at Emmanuel, and and even in the in the Detroit area? What is that relationship like to be able to move forward with something like this? Oh, yeah. So this is the strange thing in in the deaf world. So there's D, there's deaf with a capital D. That's the deaf community. And any community, number one thing is language. You can't have a you can't have a community without language. I know that's sort of obvious, but you'll be shocked at how many people tell me, "Hey, oh, so you know Braille? No, that's for the blind. Not the same thing." So so the deaf community actually has their own language, just like Spanish, just like Italian, and uh, and so. If you're talking about that community, that is a community and they don't see themselves as disabled, you know, but instead as those who gather around the language of sign language and have their own culture and have their own history. And so that's sort of how they view it. The other side is those who don't have the language. They don't have sign language, American sign language. And so instead they don't have a culture. They are participating in the hearing culture however they can. Um, and that might be through hearing aids, cochlear implants. You know, there's lots of ways to try lip reading. And all that is an attempt to get those deaf children, small d deaf, who see it as sort of a disability and get them back into the hearing culture. So, and that those, so you can sort of see that those clash a little bit. Mm-hmm. So tell us more about the about St. Martin Lutheran School for the Deaf and what's happening there today. Yeah, so well, you you heard the you know the flop recently. So that was that was more than seven years ago. That so because we well no I'm sorry that that was only gosh has it been that long? I think five years ago now where that sort of failed. But then we ended up getting uh, one student, and so we just sort of so you know. Let's just do it. So we started, we had one student for a while, and then we slowly started adding students where today we have five students. And just to give you an idea, you know, the deaf program in Detroit, where, you know, big metropolis area, they have 
I think 35 to anywhere from 35 to 40. And that's like all that depth the entire school system. So, so just to put it in perspective, I know five sounds small, but in comparison, you know, it's not, it's not crazy. It's smaller and we're hoping to grow it, but, uh, but having five is a, a great start for us. Um, so, so what we did though, is we recently shifted, you know, to get to today, what we, we were trying to do a model where we would have the kids in a, a classroom with an interpreter, and then we would have some instruction in sign language. And so they'd sort of have a both and experience. They'd have a deaf program experience, but also have sign language used on a regular basis. We recently changed that and we moved it to the model where we're doing all instruction in sign language. Everything's happening in sign language. And the result has been astounding in, in the sense that we, you know, that the children are, are growing. They're, you know, let's see, two of them are already at grade level in reading. And uh, we can get to how that's uncommon. But yeah, so the school today, we have these five students. We're instructing them in sign language, American sign language. We have a deaf instructor and uh, we have some, we have two teaching assistants and we, we have a classical education for the kids. This is just an amazing thing for these kids to be able to be immersed in this learning environment in their in their own language to be able to have that instruction in ASL. How how is this such a unique experience for these deaf children to be able to have this education experience in ASL? Yeah, so what I was describing before was that the program idea and it, it wouldn't be that they wouldn't have any exposure to American Sign Language, but the state of Michigan, I think now, and I, I could stand corrected, but I think they're back to an oral education model, which means they're pushing all of the students who are who have deafness towards lip reading and towards cochlear implants and towards English. So using sign language as little as possible is actually the goal. Whereas for us, the unique part of it, the wonderful part is that they're able to to flourish with the whole language, to learn an entire language with, with zero barriers. Because again, when, when you think about hearing aids and cochlear implants, we, we always assume, oh, you, you plug it in, done. That's not the case. A cochlear implant is not replacing hearing. It's learning how to hear in a different way. And it doesn't always work. You know, two of our students, actually, maybe all three of them, or let's, let's see, one, two of them at least have had cochlears and they're here for that reason, because it's not effective in a classroom setting. It's very difficult for them. It's very distracting for them. So the environment we have is everyone signs. The hearing school actually learns sign language. So the hearing school at Emmanuel, they all are learning signs so they can communicate with the kiddos in the deaf school. And uh, in the classroom, they just get to be free. They're, they're, they Everything is done for them in sign language. They get to have a, a typical experience of a school and they get to have the community, the camaraderie of their friends, you know, the, the example of teachers who sign fully and who treat sign language as a, as a language that's respectable. So yeah, it's, it's really an enriching thing. For We're talking with the Reverend Tyler Walworth, pastor of Emmanuel Lutheran Church and School in Dearborn, Michigan, and Our Savior Lutheran Church of the Deaf, and also administrator of St. Martin Lutheran School for the Deaf. We have more to talk about, but we need to take a quick break. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Andy Bates. At Concordia University, Wisconsin, we believe you were created for a reason, to use your God-given gifts to help others. 
To live a life of self-sacrifice in a me-first world. To live a life that's uncommon. Whether you're taking one of 50-plus online programs or learning with us in person on the shores of Lake Michigan, you'll be equipped to make an uncommon impact. Learn more at cuw.edu. Concordia University, Wisconsin. Live uncommon. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Andy Bates. We have the Reverend Tyler Walworth joining us today, pastor of Emanuel Lutheran Church and School in Dearborn, Michigan, and Our Savior Lutheran Church of the Deaf, and also administrator of St. Martin Lutheran School for the Deaf. And before we went to break, you were talking about how what a unique experience this is for the deaf children who are in the classrooms. And you also mentioned that uh, there are also hearing children in this school. Can you talk about that relationship a little bit more? That sounds such like such a cool thing for the, the deaf children and also the hearing children to be immersed in that environment together. Can you talk about the relationship between these two groups of children? Yeah. So when, when St. Martin School for the Deaf was originally started, the idea was that, that, the, that Emmanuel would use American Sign Language as their second language, which is you know, again, I, I can't say enough about the administration of Emmanuel and uh, and how they've been so willing to to sort of branch out and and help out with the deaf community. But th- so what it looks like on a day to day is all the hearing children every week take sign language classes, and then at lunchtime all the children. So we have a deaf table, and the children go and uh, there'll be different groups from the from Emmanuel, the hearing hearing school, and they'll go and sit with the deaf students, and they'll all just sign again because again they're learning sign, and it gives them you know the benefit of having that experience. The, the hearing teachers here at Emmanuel have learned enough sign that they can communicate with the children, the deaf children, so that you know they can hold basic conversations. Uh, they know what they're saying, and so the deaf children really never are feeling like oh, no one understands me or yeah, I, I can't participate. And uh, so it's really a great partnership between Emmanuel and St. Martin Lutheran School for the Deaf. That partnership that embraces total communication is just, it, it, that's really beautiful. Now you mentioned lunchtime. Are there other opportunities that children from Emmanuel get to also interact with the children and the students from St. Martin Lutheran School for the Deaf? Yes. So we do recess together. So they have, you know, th- those are really the free time. So they recess and, uh, and lunchtime, but we do, we're, we're beginning to try to meld our field trips together as well so that we can sort of have, you know, joint learning experiences outside of the classroom. So we're working on that this year. And, uh, it, you know, it's, it's interesting because it, it is a sort of a work in progress. You know, we're, we're slowly climbing into, you know, what it's like to be this partner, you know, to have Emmanuel and St. Martin work together, but we're, we're exploring all the time more opportunities for them to interact. First question, do you ever get to make it out to recess? And second question, <laughs> what are the games that have emerged out of this on the playground? Those are good questions. Well, as I'm sure you've heard many times, COVID shut everything down. So this has been sort of a, you know, a, a hope in progress, you know, because it's been a while since we, we had the classes go out and little pod things and whatever else we did for COVID. So, so this year will be, you know, we're sort of back into, you know, what we can do. But uh, we did have a couple events this summer that, that we had. And it's funny because when it comes to sports and things like that, you'd be surprised at how little you need to use English. It, it just, they just happen, you know, and the greatest part about kids, and this is just, you know, a great human commentary is that they just play right they don't 
I mean, I, my son goes to the school. Well, my two sons now go to the school. And, and they just, you know, they, they don't even, I mean, they know some sign language now, but when they don't know words, they just like point to stuff and like, say, you know, I mean, the kids are just, they're, they're great at overcoming these barriers that we, we assume like, oh man, you know, I gotta, I gotta know how to do all this. But the kids just boom, you know, Hey, let's play this game. Oh, you don't know how to do this here. And then, and, and so they, they just get it. And then they click so well. So all their, you know, the games that they were playing this summer, you know, kickball, you know, we played some wiffle ball and some. You know, some other running tag games and you know as soon as they get the rules you know they're they're off and running and and the great thing is they'll hold each other accountable too so you cheated you're getting... usually there's hitting involved and we have to stop but anyway <laughs> yes oh yes memories of playground <laughs> everything everything that happens on a playground <laughs> You mentioned that, that your own kids are in this school. Do you have stories from the families who have been able to take advantage of this really awesome relationship and this really uh, unique learning experience for these kids? What are the what are the families talking about? You know, as I've been here, I'm I'm doing my best to get more interaction from the families. I know the deaf families more only because I interact with them a little more. But you know, I see my kiddos play with you know the, their their kids and uh, and and what they love the most is that that they can they they really can have a place where they're not excluded you know there there's no there's no barriers or fences or you know oh well you know they're in that their deaf classroom or or whatever but that you know we're at recess we're there together or lunch together and the other part that we we actually just sort of formulated is we're now all on the same curriculum so we started to, we're hoping to be accredited here in the next couple of years but as a classical school and so so Emmanuel and St. Martin's are, have the same classical curriculum. And, and I think that's going to help too with the families sort of getting together, you know, and sort of having these discussions and their children learning the same. So I, I think that those things have been the most beneficial for the parents that have talked to me, and especially again, coming from the, from the programs in public school where they don't have any resources. And many times it's pulling teeth just to get interpreters so that they can be in a regular class to having a full class, full curriculum, everything, and full fellowship with everyone. So I, I have not seen that because I, I haven't had to experience that, but you know, these parents who have had to experience their deaf children in places where they're so stuck, I think it's a great freedom for them. Tell us more about how the curriculum and the, the education that students receive at St. Martin School for the Deaf is a Christ-centered education and why that's important. Yeah. Well, you know, starting from, and sadly, you know, the public school system has gone more away from this because they, it's hard for them to express any truth at all when it comes to what is a human person. But, you know, I, I've mentioned classical education and, you know, the, the way that we start is, you know, in human nature and what we need more than anything is Jesus Christ, uh, who makes us uh, fully human again because we've lost the image of God. And all the students here have experienced and do experience that on a regular basis that our education starts with redemption, that we are all children of God being washed in the blood of Christ. And that that's really why we're learning now because we're free. Uh, and now we have these seven liberal arts that we're learning, but all grounded in the creation God gave us. And now the creation God redeemed for us so that all the things that we learn are from the basis of being this redeemed child of God. And so really that's the foundation for everything we do, you know, in thankfulness to him and growing up back into the image he made us to be. Mm -hmm. 
How does that translate then into what the kids are learning every day and, and their experiences that they have every day in the classroom? So it's it's cohesive. I think and I think maybe that's the best way for me to put it is it all sort of melds together. So the English that they're learning isn't just a separate subject, but instead they'll learn a book. Uh, which allows them, you know, in a classic book, you know, that, that has good language and good ink. And, and so let me go to the, the deaf students. So they're learning classic English literature. This year, they're going to be learning Latin. And, uh, and, and they're, they're taking these things as the best things. And they're, they're able to see these models of what the best English looks like. And then they, so they practice that. They sign it. Uh, and then they write it. Uh, they, so They'll have copy books in class. So like a, a single class will look something like this where in the morning they'll recite all their facts, you know, the math facts and the English facts and all these things. And then they'll sit down and do some of their read alouds for, you know, whatever classic literature we have to read for them. Of course, the younger ones have, you know, the classic picture books, good children's literature. Um, they're not reading the Odyssey. <laughs> so so then then after that, we'll, we'll do some more English exercises. And then we have a religion class where we go over all the Bible stories. And then we'll have the Latin class. But all of it is connected to, you know, the, the things they're copying are the things they just read. And the stories they're creating are connected to those stories as well. So all of these things then become a cohesive way of copying who those who have gone before us who have been the best at these things the best at, at, at producing this knowledge and and really at feeding the soul i mean that, that's so they're they're able to soak all this in and learn english learn math in a way that has has been done throughout history how can families learn more about saint martin lutheran school for the deaf well, we have a website. So St. Martin's is S-M-A-I-L-D dot O-R-G. So it, it slid. It's not a really great word to say, but S-M-I-L-D dot O-R-G. They're actually a branch of Ephatha, and that's E-L-M-S deaf. So E-L-S dash deaf dot org. And those two websites are really where we have all of our information. Ephatha is the larger ministry in Michigan where we deal with all, all deaf, not just children in the school. But St. Martin's is sort of our particular project for working with children and, and giving them a good education. Are there any other resources for, for people, parents who are interested in learning more about the deaf community and resources if they are interested in learning ASL on their own or reaching out to the deaf community around them? Do you have any other resources for those people? Oh, good question. So we've been gathering, I should say we, my wonderful teacher, this is Diana Rice. She is, and she's been gathering all this up. We're actually in the process of putting all that on our website. So again, that's the smild.org website. So we have a whole resources page there too, has been gathering those together. And there's lots of great stuff out there now for American Sign Language because video is so easy. Um, so I would, again, go to those places. We have, and go right to the resource page if you don't want to read anything else. And we should have most of those resources there for you. They're, they do a great job at that, at getting all that on. So. Fantastic. The Reverend Tyler Walworth, pastor of Emmanuel Lutheran Church and School in Dearborn, Michigan, and our Savior Lutheran Church of the Deaf and also administrator of St. Martin's School for the Deaf. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Sarah Golseth. I'm Andy Bates. 
The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.